0: Hello and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss difficult-to-decipher concepts surrounding the 2020 NEC in 10 minutes or less. Code Conversations is one of the many benefits available to our free members-only portal available on our website, ecmweb.com located under Premium Content. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, such as What's Wrong Here, Moving Violations videos, and Illustrated Code Catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to discuss the confusion that surrounds the replacement of non-grounding type receptacles. Russ, let's start with some background on SEC 406.4D2 to give our listeners some perspective on how and why this can get so confusing. So it looks like, you know, when you're tasked with replacing a non-grounding type receptacle per the code, what requirements uh, seem to leave, I guess, room for interpretation?
1: When you want to replace a non-grounding type receptacle, but the wiring method doesn't include an equipment grounding conductor, such as knob and tube wiring, or an older NM cable with no equipment ground wire, one option is to replace the receptacle with another non-grounding type receptacle, as permitted by section 406.4D2A. However, many customers would prefer to have a three-pronged grounding type receptacle instead of the two-pronged type.
0: Okay, um, so given this common situation, uh, what choices do installers really have?
1: In this case, you have two other options. Section 406.4 D2B permits a non-grounding type receptacle to be replaced with a GFCI type receptacle. In this case, the receptacle or the cover plate has to be marked no equipment ground. Uh, And short of rewiring the circuit, this is a nice compromise and, and makes good sense. Uh, The last sentence of that section states, an equipment grounding conductor shall not be connected from the GFCI type receptacle to any outlet supplied from the GFCI receptacle.
0: So, so it's that last sentence you're taking exception with then?
1: Yeah, exactly. That last sentence can be confusing. Remember, for this example, the wiring method supplying power to the receptacle is knob and tube or NM cable with no equipment ground wire. So what could this last sentence be referring to then? Well, I believe it's referring to a wire that would typically be used for an equipment grounding conductor, such as the bare wire and a newer NM cable uh, that contains a black wire and a white wire and a bare wire where that new NM cable may have been installed from the existing receptacle outlet to supply other outlets on that same branch circuit. In this case, however, that bare wire inside that newer NM cable doesn't meet the definition of an equipment ground wire in Article 100, since it doesn't provide a path for fault current and it has no connection to earth or the grounding conductor. It's not an equipment grounding conductor. It's just a bare wire connected to nothing. It might meet the definition of a bonding conductor, but I'm not sure it meets the definition of that either. However, I know with 100% certainty that it is absolutely not an equipment grounding conductor.
0: So what do you think the actual intent of the code is here?
1: I believe the intent of the wording is referring to that bare wire in this newer NM cable run from the existing receptacle outlet box where there is no equipment grounding conductor. (laughs) If this bare wire were to come in contact with the energized ungrounded or hot conductor, It could energize all the metal parts of boxes, luminaires, or any other non-current carrying metal parts connected to that wire. The GFCI would not provide protection if that bare wire was accidentally touching the line side terminals of the GFCI receptacle. I think this same logic should also be applied to the the last sentence in section 406.4 D2C when non-grounding type receptacles are replaced with Grounding type receptacles that are supplied through a GFCI device, a bare wire or even an insulated wire installed between receptacle grounding terminals. Again, it may not meet the definition of an equipment grounding conductor in this case, but I believe the intent of the rules are for those wires. Major revisions for equipment grounding requirements of branch circuits, and receptacles were made during the 1960s. So we're most likely to encounter these situations in homes wired during and prior to that era. Installers may want to have a conversation with their AHJ to get his or her interpretation on these rules.
0: That definitely sounds like a good plan. Um, This is obviously a really important uh, topic and something that we may want to discuss again. So that was all really interesting with that perspective. Thank you for that. Uh, It looks like we're about out of time. Uh, Thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today, as always. Um, In closing, I'd like to also thank Senior Associate Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's code conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out the members only portal on our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.